Good morning. I'm especially happy because I get to share the word on Mother's Day. Woo, and that's so lovely. Um, do you know that in 2004, the British Council decided they'd do a, um, what do you call it, a... Um, Survey, thank you. A survey compiling um, the list of the 70 most beautiful words in the English language. Over 45,000 people took place. And do you know what the most beautiful word was? Mother. Put it up. You can put it up. Mother. Isn't that beautiful? So, guess what I'm speaking about this morning? This is my passion. You know, this is so important. You might think, Don's not here, I can say this. No, you might think that he has the most important job in the church, in raising, you know, in building up Christians and things. Well, yes, he is very important. You go home and tell him he's important. But parents, we are the day-by-day ones. It lies with us to raise our children. So, Don't close off if you're not a mother. Fathers, children, I'm speaking to all of you. Let's just pray. Father, thank you that um, the name Father means so much to us, but also the name Mother. And I pray that you'll anoint my words and, Lord, may you help each one of us to hear something special and important this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, do you know, when I was a young missionary, well, not so young, (laughs) in Borneo, uh, I had my 30th birthday over there, and it was a bad day, because I'm a twin, and it was the first birthday, actually, I'd ever had, apart from my twin. And I'd also just been robbed in um, in Malaysia. So I was sort of a bit feeling a bit bereft, and luckily two lovely missionaries took me under their wing and said, come with us and stay with us for the night, and they gave me an ice cream cake, <laughs> and they paid for me to ring home to my sister. But I remember that day turning 30 and thinking, man, maybe I'll never get married. Maybe I'll never be a mother. And it was something that was deep in my heart, and it was a, a, lots of tears that day. I remember it. And um, I often think now, just imagine if God had shown me this photo that he's going to put up on the board for you. <laughs> Look at me with my six beautiful children, three beautiful sons and three beautiful daughters. Hallelujah. But he didn't show me because <laughs> he wanted me to trust him. And he doesn't, he sometimes gives us glimpses into the future, promises, yes, but we can't always see photos. But oh, that would have taken all the stress out of my day. (laughs) But I just thank him that he has made me the joyful mother of children. Hallelujah. You know, I had three of them after I turned 40. Yeah, so don't panic if you're still... You know, haven't reached your quota by 40. (laughs) Uh, It's my greatest joy being a mother. 
I do a lot of other things. Um, you know, I speak, I travel, we sang, I write. But this is my number one, being a mummy, being a mother. And so from this, I'm speaking this morning. Um, you know, probably most of you have seen the movie Hook. You might remember where Wendy, I think, is tied up to the mast and she's singing, you know, this beautiful song. Well, at one point she says to Hook, you need a mummy. (laughs) I always love that. Catherine Booth has been an inspiration to me. And she said this, on her deathbed, which is, you always want to listen to what people say on their deathbed. They're thinking, I've got one more chance to say something. This is what she said, try to raise up mothers. Mothers are the want of this world. Thomas Edison said this, my mother was the making of me. She was so true and sure of me, I felt I had someone to live for, someone I must not disappoint. The memory of my mother will always be a blessing to me. Let me just say the memory of my mother is a blessing to me. You, most of you knew my mother and what a godly woman she was. Well, I had the blessing of being in her heart and in her home for 59 years. <laughs> and she was a blessing. I bought her Bible this morning. And do you know, I just counted up, there are five Mother's Day cards stuck in here. Isn't that special? Five of them. This one's 2000 and, um, 2002. Dear, dear Mum, what a blessing having you here with us. They'd come to visit us. You were like a beautiful, huge tree to me, providing shade on a hot day, a sense of permanence and stability. And your branches are laden with all sorts of beautiful fruit, encouragement, wise counsel, prayer, more encouragement, unconditional love, approval, inspiration. You're a wonderful example of godliness and faith. Thank you for everything. I love you So very, very much. So she's kept these in here. Isn't that special? John Wesley said, My mother was the source from which I derived the guiding principles of my life. And Abraham Lincoln, all these big names. (laughs) That's why I thought I'd better put mine in there. (laughs) Just to bring it down to our level. (laughs) All that I am or hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. I don't know if I'm an angel mother, but blessings on her memory. I remember my mother's prayers. I remember that. And they have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. The greatest lessons I ever learned were at my mother's knees. Isn't that beautiful? Now, you might not feel like you're an angel mother, but mums, we have the ability and the mandate to influence our children's lives in an amazing way for good. Now, I'm going to say to you one phrase, and I want to see if anyone recognises where it comes from. From the first light of dawn till the stars come out at night. Anybody know? I bet you don't. Good. No, I'll tell you where. It's from Nehemiah. It's from the Bible. And I'm going to read it to you. Very quickly, Nehemiah saying, Therefore, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places. They're rebuilding the walls. 
posting them by families with their swords, spears and bows. After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them, all the enemies. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. When our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to our own work. From that day on, half of my men did the work, while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows and armour. The officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other, and each of the builders wore his sword at at his side as he worked. But the men who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. Then I said to the nobles, the officials and the rest of the people, this work is extensive and spread out and we are widely separated from each other along the wall. Whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there. Our God will fight for us. So we continued the work with half the men holding spears from the first light of dawn till the stars came out. Now, do you know, this great building project of Nehemiah reminds me of another great building project. Two of them, really. One's marriage. It's a good analogy for marriage. And the other one is parenthood or motherhood today. It fits it all. It's a huge job. It's exhausting, sometimes discouraging. There are enemies. We need each other. But most importantly, God is on our side. God will fight for us. So I'm just going to look through some of those things. It's a huge work. Boy, is that right. I tell you, this is going to take everything we've got. Parenting, being a mother, energy, emotional strength, time, everything. Our love. Who loves the sound of music? Do you remember the scene where Maria... Um, goes to see the mother abbess and, and she sings to her, climb every mountain, ford every stream. Um, and then she says, um, follow every rainbow till you find your dream. Now, Maria was thinking of going back to this family that so desperately needed a mother. A dream that will need all the love you can give every day of your life for as long as you live. And that's Motherhood is going to take everything, everything that we can give. It's a vital work. We need to catch this vision. It's, being a mother isn't just birthing a baby. It's just the start of it. The rest of your life, you are a mother. And it is something that just is so important. Now, we are meant to be teaching them not just how to make their beds... I'm still working on that. Um, Not just how to physical hygiene. No, we are meant to be teaching them to love God with all their hearts, to follow him. One of my favorite um, scriptures is Psalm 34, verse 11. Come, my children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. I love that verse. Come, my children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. And I've been trying to do that with all my children. Um, I don't always do it right, but I'm trying. But this is our mandate. 
teaching them the fear of the Lord that will keep them from evil, that will keep them on the straight path, to love him. I often pray, Lord, may my children love you as much as I have and more. That's what my prayer is. But we've got to be intentional about it. Now, let me put a plug in here. Janet and Sarah have asked me if I'll do a a parenting night, one night, coming up soon. And I'm going to be sharing about doing this, the importance of it, and how can we teach our children the fear of the Lord? How can we teach them to love him? You know, so come along, watch out for it. Do you know, the the small things that we do every day as mums are hugely important tucking them into bed, kissing them at night, reading them stories, whatever. The evening meal. Now, I put a photo in of, a, um, of our table set. Do you know, this simple ritual is so undervalued, um, I think, but it is so important in our parenting, the, the evening meal or eating together, um, It is a known key, and you can Google it. Google it. The importance of the family meal. You Google it, and all this stuff will come up. The importance of eating together. Now, it's not just the food. It's not the food. It's the communication. It's the togetherness. Um, It's maintaining. This is how you maintain a close family. Let me tell you this. When I went to China last year, was it last year, um, I sent ahead a list of about 12 workshops that I could do with these homeschooling mothers. And every place I went to in China all chose the same workshop as one of them. And you'll never guess what it was. I gave them all sorts of things. This, This one workshop was how to create a close and loving family. Isn't that amazing? That is the heart of the mums in China because they face a lot of um, pressure. It's not easy to. They work such long hours and all sorts of things. But this is so important. Um, Lower risk of substance abuse, lower cases of teenage pregnancy, all sorts of things, the evening meal. You Google it. It's amazing. So mums, we can do this. And I know how hard it is, cooking meal after meal after meal for years and years and years, and sometimes you don't feel appreciated, and the husband might sort of say, oh, no, darling, (laughs) just making him squirm for a minute. (laughs) But, you know, you can sometimes feel like they don't appreciate it or whatever. Not that you don't, darling. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Let me read you this. The message for parents couldn't be any clearer. With the recent rise in the number of Americans aged 12 and older who are using drugs, it is more important than ever to sit down to dinner together and engage your children in conversation about their lives, their friends, their school. Just talk. Ask questions and really listen to their answers. The magic that happens over family dinners isn't the food on the table, but the communication and conversations around it. Isn't that amazing? That's um, from Kathleen Ferrigno. But we can do this. Now, 
a number of years ago, I did a message here, I remember, on um, marriage and building a wall. And um, this, again, is a, a, an amazing analogy of uh, building a marriage and building a family. Now, I think I spoke there that um, Chris and I helped my sister build a stone wall. And uh, one of the things that you have to do is you get your foundation stones, but there's a process called hearting. And I think I spoke about this. And they're the little stones that get put in the middle. They fill it up and they, they create um, stability and everything. Hearting, small stones that fill the wall centre. Harting gives the wall strength by filling any gaps that re- and reduce movement and helps to transfer the wall's weight to the ground. Now, mums, harting, you know, many people say that the mother is the heart of the home. Well, sorry, dads, you are too. But yes, mothers are a heart, and we do a lot of harting. It's the little things that we do day after day, night after night, praying cleaning them, bathing them, loving them, comforting them. Do you know God even says, as a mother comforts her children, so I will comfort you. I think that's Isaiah 65 or 66, something like that. As a mother comforts her children. Have you seen a mother gathering them up? That's how God wants to comfort us. All these things, these small things, is hearting, and it's important. So when you're feeling, ah, you know, how many times have I done this? Or, you know, does this really matter? Yes, it does. It brings stability into your home, that your kids can come home and know that mum will da, 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 do whatever. It's stability, tradition, whatever. It's challenging. Okay, number three, it's challenging. Um, Homer Simpson said, I won't lie to you. Fatherhood isn't easy like motherhood. (laughs) I read that in a magazine on a plane once and I laughed out loud. Barbara Johnson said, if it was going to be easy to raise kids, it would never have started with something called (laughs) labour. It's hard work. It's challenging. And... um, Years ago, uh, in the 1900s, this was an advertisement placed in the newspaper in London. Men wanted for hazardous journey, small wages, bitter cold, long months of complete darkness, constant danger, safe return doubtful, honour and recognition in case of success, Ernest Shackleton. And, you know, he later said, it seemed as though all the men in Great Britain were determined to accompany me. The response was so overwhelming. Isn't that amazing? God has put in us something that rises to a challenge. We need challenges. Teenagers need challenges to get them off their, you know, computer screens. We need challenges in life. Well, this is one. Put this one up. Mother, a woman wanted for a demanding journey. Small wages, actually no wages. (laughs) Little recognition. Total commitment and self-denial needed. Long hours guaranteed. 
Endurance will be stretched to the limit. Patience essential, communication vital, commitment vital, rewards immeasurable and eternal. That's the mothers. That's us ladies. Yeah. <laughs> so there will be times when we've all felt exhausted. Mums, how many of you have felt exhausted? Yeah. How many of you have cried feeling exhausted? <laughs> We all have. Rung out. Terrified. How many of you felt terrified at times? Children can be scary. <laughs> hurt. Mothers get hurt because they love so much. You can be confused. You can feel like a failure. I won't ask you. To, yeah, why not? Who has felt like a failure as a mum? We all have. I remember saying to Chris one day, I came over, we were building the house, and I sat down, and I cried, and I said... I'm a terrible mother. <laughs> he sort of looked at me. We've all felt like it. Um, but through that all, through all that, we are still a mother. <laughs> and it's part of the job. I love a picture. Calvin and Hobbes is quite funny. And um, this picture of little Calvin, he comes in to his mother and he says, Hi, it's me. Your life's great achievement, your big accomplishment in life. And <laughs> show the next picture. I'm depressed. <laughs> Sometimes we can feel like that. This is my life's work. <laughs> Sorry, not, not meaning you kids, darling. <laughs> But, I mean, we give everything to it. You know, this is my life's work. This is what I live for. This is my passion, to be a mother. Now, do you know, when Nehemiah felt discouraged, when the men felt discouraged, building that wall, it was a huge job, and they had so much, um, you know, people against them. Do you know what they did? They asked God to strengthen their hands. And that's what we need to do, mums. When we're feeling like this, I'm depressed. Then we say, Father, strengthen my hands, strengthen my heart to do this job. And when it is tough, um, strengthen me. Help me to remember. Um, gosh, do you know, I haven't... Uh, years ago, my twin was going through a really difficult time um, and her family, and I remember it was Mother's Day, and we had to do a concert, Chris and I and Penny, at um, Central Baptist, just down the road, and we said, Penny said, I can't talk, I'll just cry, so I said, all right, I'll do the talking, and she joined us in singing, but she did share something, she just said something like, um, I feel a total failure at the moment, and um, I don't know, she gave them a glimpse into her wounded heart. Well, um, two days later, she got a letter in the mail with a poem, and um, it was just so beautiful. It talked. The first two verses talked about Mother's Day, and then it went on, and can you put it up, because I'm going to have to read it. But what of Mother's Night? Searching in a tear-wet winter's darkness... Groping in the feeble light for sons and daughters, wandering in that far country of squandered hopes and empty husks. 
that's a, um, a, um, a link to the prodigal, you know, that's gone away and the father's just longing for him, doesn't know where he is. Turn it on. <laughs> oh, light of the world, let the finding beams of your searchlight be dimmed for those near blind of you. I'll talk about that. Just let the flickering candle of a mother's hope be flamed anew. And this man resonated with Penny's pain and sent her this beautiful poem. And I've often thought of it, what of Mother's Night? Because there are Mother's Nights. Whether it's um, your long vigils by a sick bed. You know, I've had friends who have watched their babies die, their children die, and, and that's a mother's night. Um, I've known mothers that have just um, been broken, sobbing, telling me about pain in their own child's heart, things that have happened. I've had mothers say, I don't know where my son is. I don't know which country he's in. I haven't heard from him for eight years. That's a mother's night. Yeah, but do you know... God can let that flickering candle of hope be flamed anew. And if there's some of you here today that are in a mother's night, that you're filled with anguish or pain or whatever for a child that may have rebelled or you've been separated from, whatever it is, God knows where the prodigal is. He knows where your son or child is. Who was it? Was it... Was it um, a tuck that told the story about a man who's, who called out and said, Bobby, come home, and then turned to the west. Bobby, come home. You know, all the way, north, south, east, west. Um, that really resonated with me. God knows where your child is. Don't give up hope on your children. Keep the light of home burning Keep loving them, keep praying for them, keep reaching out for, to them if you can, and trust God to bring them home. All right, there are enemies. Yes, we know that. This culture, this world is totally opposed to godly parenting. The, t- the schools are teaching the total opposite to what a godly parent is teaching from the Bible at home. So we've got a job. Um, our adversary is against us. But that's where we say, God, strengthen my hands. But be intentional. And this is where we need to be saying, come, my children, listen to me. Don't listen to that movie star. Don't listen to um, necessarily your teachers. I'm not saying don't listen to your teachers, kids. <laughs> no, no, no. But you know the ungodly stuff. No, come to me, my children. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. That's where we need to be doing it. Remember, we're not alone. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. That's what you have to say, all right? Remember the Lord who is and fight for our families. Amen. All right. So we don't need to be afraid. Now, I just want to talk for a few minutes to the significant others, Talk to you mums. Children of all ages. Hands up, everyone who has had a mother. 
Not a single hand should be down. We all have or have had a mother. And thank God for her. She birthed you. Thank God for her. And those of you who still have your mother, tell her you love her. Make her know that you love her. Don't presume she knows. Well, a mother does sort of know, but sometimes we, we just need to feel it. <laughs> Now, it can be as awkward, you know, when you go out, with, you've got a, you know, entered a new romance, and that first time when you say, I love you, you know, it's sort of, whoa, it can be quite that moment, you know. Well, children need to learn how to say, I love you, to your parents. It's important. And it might not come easily to some, but learn to say it. Make sure she knows uh, that you do. And I'll tell you this, your mother, there I, I bet that there's not any other person hardly in this world that prays for you more than your mother if she's a believer. Isn't that amazing? If your mother is a believer, I'll bet she prays for you more than almost anyone else. She should be anyway. <laughs> I bet she carries you. We carry our children in our heart. It's not even a word thing. We're just constantly carrying them in our hearts. So if you still have your mother, make the most of her. Seek out her wisdom. Talk to her about things because she cares for you. There's no one that cares for you more other than your father or your husband or wife, but you know what I'm saying. She cares. So Make the most of her. Ask her for advice. Look after her. One of my greatest joys was being able to care for my mother um, in the last time of her life. Beautiful. Prayed, used to tuck her into bed, and she'd, I'd pray for her, and then she would pray for me. Bless my darling Rose, she'd say. Give her a good night's sleep. And watch over her until I see her tomorrow. Nearly every night. And I thought, what a blessing being a 59-year-old and still having my mother pray for me each night. (laughs) Tuck me into bed. All right. So, young people, let me talk to you for a minute. Catch a vision for becoming a mother, you young girls. Catch a vision for it. Don't be ashamed of saying, what do you want to be when I, you grow up? I want to be a mother. Yes, we need to hear more of that again. You know, I mean, we've gone so far the other way. I mean, when I was growing up, we played with baby dolls and we longed to be a mother. You know, and people would say, what do you want to be? I want to be a mum, mummy, you know. Now I'm a physicist or a doctor. I'm not just dissing that at all. But don't be ashamed of wanting to be a mother. Because I tell you, it's one of the most important jobs in the world. Seriously, I'm not just saying it. I believe it totally. So, catch a vision and look forward to it and pray that you will become a good mother, a joyful mother and a godly mother. Here's a a wonderful verse from Proverbs 23. May your father and mother be glad And may she who gave you birth rejoice. In other words, may you grow up to be a good kid. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Just a quick word to grandparents. How many grandparents here? Yeah. Just because your child's turned 21 or 25 um, doesn't mean that they don't need you. Now, when they have children, they need you. Um, oh, I've seen a photo. That's coming up soon. But you can leave it up there <laughs> and try and work out which one's me. Um, huh. um, yes, they need you. When you have your first baby and you take them home, you don't get a manual and you suddenly realise, oh, help. <laughs> and I rang my mother about a few things. So you need to learn, have wisdom to do it tactfully, but be there for your older children and then for your grandchildren. Dads, now I want to talk to you quickly. The best thing you can do for your children is to love their mother. Love your wife. Love your mother. Support her. Um, when I was born, I'm a twin, and um, mum had another, a, a toddler, two-year-old, and an older boy as well, and we were full-on, apparently. In fact, um, we had a little dog, and it got sick, and mum took it to the vet, and the vet said, your dog's having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Have you got young children in the home? <laughs> and mum said, yes. And they, he, he said, well, you're going to have to send him away for a rest. <laughs> you're probably fine that every time he goes to eat, one of them's, you know, stopping a meat or they're always waking him up. True enough. Poor old Hamish was having a breakdown. <laughs> and look at us there. That's Penny pulling back the cat from the food, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Don't know if the cat had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> but do you know how my mum survived those busy years? Every Friday night, and tradition is good, I mean regular things are good, every Friday night, as soon as Dad got home from school, he would take over. And mum would literally be all ready to go out and she'd just go out every Friday night and she went often to the movies with her friends. And she said that one thing kept her going through the week, knowing that there was a time where she could just rely on that she was going to have a break. And dear dad did it. Um, now, I'm going to finish with this beautiful story. Uh, that I just found, How, hands up those of you that know James Dobson, Dr. James Dobson. What a gift he has been to families all around the world. Well, listen to this. Here's his um, testimony about his teenage years. When I was 16 years old, I began to play some games that my mother viewed with alarm. I wish she'd said what it was. <laughs> I don't think it was table tennis. <laughs> I had not yet crossed the line into all-out rebellion, but I was definitely leaning in that direction. My father was a minister who travelled constantly during that time, and mum was in charge. One night, we had an argument over a dance I wanted to go to, and she objected. I openly defied her that night. I said, in effect, that I was going, and if she didn't like it, that was just too bad. Mum became very quiet, and I turned in anger to go to my bedroom. I paused in the hall when I heard her pick up the phone, 
and call my dad who was out of town. She simply said, I need you. What happened in the next few days shocked me down to my toes. My dad cancelled his four-year speaking schedule and put our house up for sale. Then he accepted a pastoral assignment 700 miles south. The next thing I knew, I was on a train, we were on a train, heading for Texas and a new home in the Rio Grande Valley. That permitted my dad to be at home with me for my last two years of high school. During these years, we hunted and fished together and bonded for a lifetime. There, in a fresh environment, I made new friends. They it was obviously bad friends up there. And worked my way through the conflict that had brewed with my mother. I didn't fully understand until later the price my parents paid to do what was best for me. It was a very costly move for them, personally and professionally, but they loved me enough to sacrifice at a critically important time. In essence, they saved me. I was moving in the wrong direction and they pulled me back from the cliff. I will always appreciate what they did for me. I need you. Can you put that slide up? I need you, she said. Can you read it? I did it small for a reason. Because sometimes it's not a shout, I need you. It's just, I need you. We are so maybe lost in the moment. We're frightened or we feel overwhelmed or whatever. I need you. And dads, you've got to hear it. You've got to hear it. Listen for it. Be aware of it. Your wife needs you in raising the children. Don't leave it all to her to do the teaching of values or helping them through school. Or She says, I need you. And you need to listen to it and respond. And I think, way to go for Mr. Dobson. <laughs> Did they know that he was going to become one of the most influential people in America and around the world? You know, James Dobson voted in the top 10 trusted people in the United States. I mean, what a man. But there he was on the verge of something... You know, it's so wrong. And the mother just said, I need you. And he acted. He responded. So there's a challenge for you, dads. We need you. Even the most competent mother needs you. So be listening. So just wrap it up quickly, you know. Mums, celebrate. We're to be joyful mothers of children because we've been given the most amazing gift. Each baby, what a gift. Thank him for each of your children. Pray for them every day. Pray, I love Isaiah 44, I think it is. I will pour out my spirit on your children and my blessing on your descendants. Amen. Let go of your failures. All of us fail. We've all made mistakes. You might think, if only I'd done this, if only I'd done that. If only I hadn't said that, if only I had said that. You know, whatever it is, move on. Move on. Today's a new day. Start afresh. Reach out. 
and remember the Lord. That was pretty pathetic. <laughs> remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for our families. Amen. He loves your children. So why don't you jump to your feet, all of us. Jump to our feet. And we're just going to pray for our children for a moment. And we're going to pray for the mothers, for our families. You know, this church would be nothing without the families. That's it. And um, so we need this. So let's just pray. Father, thank you that you've given us children and families, mums and dads, grandparents. Thank you, Lord. And I just want to pray a blessing on every family here. Lord, every mother, especially the mothers today, encourage them. For those that are in Mother's Night, Lord, let that flame of hope begin to flicker again. Speak hope into every hurting mother's heart. The prodigal is known to you. You know where they are. Bring them home. Bring them back to you, Lord. We pray for every child that has wandered into dark places. Bring them back. Bring them into a wonderful relationship and encounter with you. Father, Lord, as a mother, I pray, encourage us, fill us with a passion for this calling. Lord, let us not neglect it, but may we give ourselves wholeheartedly, fully to it. Father, help us to move on from our mistakes and our that we've failed in some ways. But Lord, for the rest of our life, help us to be the sort of mother you, you want us to be. And for the dads, I pray, let them hear those ever be so small, I need you. I need you. Let them hear it. Let them work together as parents to raise the children. And Lord, we do just pray that as a church, our families will be strong. Lord, I pray that the children won't just grow up. They'll be brought up, nurtured, admonished in the ways of God. Let us really pick this up and run with it and give our hearts and passion to it. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for our mothers. Thank you for my, the memory of my beautiful mother, all she is to me. Hallelujah. Even when they're gone, they are still, the impact of their love is still working in our lives. And we thank you for that. Thank you for my mother-in-law, who I love so much. Bless her. Thank you, Lord, for this day that we've just chosen to celebrate motherhood. But may it be every day. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, mums and dads. Great. We're going to sing one last song, which is the last song that we sang uh, earlier in the worship time. Spirit come down, is that what it's called? Break out, break out. There was a real sense of God's presence on that this morning, and I really encourage you as we sing that, let that be a time where you 
reach out and allow God to refill you with his strength. There's that scripture that says, in his presence is fullness of joy. And just sometimes we just have to receive a fresh Jesus um, because in Jesus we are in God's presence and he just wants to download his strength to each of us. We all need it. We're all in a battle. Um, And so this morning, just let that be a prayer, but also a time where you reach out and receive. He says, come and drink. It's free. Come and drink um, from the waters. God wants to refill us all with his strength, his wisdom, whatever we need for the marketplace, for the home, for everything. So as a musician's leader, let's make that a prayer.